Hi there, this is Wolf Hudson. Are you a kinky little fucker? Yeah, you are. You don't have to tell me that. I knew that. Do you want to indulge in man-on-man sex with a woman present? Of course you do. You probably live in a little fucking butthole neighborhood where you can express yourself. You're probably a good Christian boy. Well, guess what? I have the solution. I can fulfill all your fantasies where you can have any woman you fucking want to watch you suck some cock only at the Wolf Hudson Reformery Commissary where everything and every day is your dream. Up there is their time, their time. Down here, it's your time, your time. So come on down, show me your butthole. Show me every little fucking thing you can do. And with Draven Star, we can make all possibilities a reality. We make the magic seem real and the impossible seem easy. Hey, y'all. Before we get started, just want to let you know what's going on with the 288 in the next little bit. Don't forget, if you're in the Vegas area or really like a 500-mile radius, you have no excuse. Come meet your host with the tits, Miss Draven Star, at the Adult Entertainment Expo at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, January 18th through the 21st. I will be selling 8x10s, DVDs, photos, all of that stuff all around the convention. Stay tuned to my social media and the 288 social media to see where I will be each day and what hours. And, you know, if you don't really give a shit about that, be sure to just stop by the Burning Angel booth and say what's up to the 288. Do not forget to bring Slayer whiskey. If you bring him whiskey, there's a good chance he'll let you say what's up on the show. We'll be we'll be broadcasting all weekend. It's going to be awesome. At bare minimum, I'll let you see my nipples. They're pretty cool nipples. I'm not going to say anything about the waist down, but the nipples, not to be fucked with. You can see them through my shirt right now. He's very excited about... He's very excited about eating. I'm very excited about drinking with y'all. Yes. We, we love our audience. Just like Bauhaus said. If you're not going to the convention, don't worry about it. Because Saturday, January 21st, after the awards, you can come party with us, the 288. We'll be at the official Burning Angel after party. Your girl is going to be feature dancing with Joanna Angel, Amber Ivy, Ophelia Rain, and Jesse Lee on stage all night long. Gonna be lit. Making Matt Slayer come with me. Buy him whiskey there too. Drink with us. It's going to be awesome. Titties, booze. And Slayer's Awkward Boner at the Hustle Club Las Vegas where I used to get blackout drunk. This is actually the first Burning Angel after party I have done at a strip club. Every, every time at AVN, it's always at a club. So this is going to be a ball and a biscuit. It's going to be really weird to see a bunch of my friend's tits. You'll survive. You've done it before. Not sure. I may need a fan to come. I may need a listener to come for me. He, he might need a very pretty fan to come, if you know what I'm saying. We don't have fans. We have listeners. And we love all of you. We love all of you. We love our audience. But we love our audience. If a you know attractive listener wants to help comfort me in my moment of need at the strip club, I won't say no. No. So anyway, but up, up, but up, woo! See you, motherfuckers in Vegas. Hey, y'all, Draven here. You know the tits. 
outside of the tits, you know, your girl loves to read. I'm reading all the time. I have the coolest book for you guys to check out. It is called The Red Seven by Robert Dean. If you are into Tarantino, horror, westerns, dark shit, whatever, it's fucking awesome. It's western, nothing like you've ever read before. Do not sleep on it. Get it on Amazon. It has tons of five-star reviews. You can get it wherever the fuck you want it. Don't sleep on it. Let's go. We are 288. We are 288. We are 6 feet under swakas. This is Matt motherfucking Slayer. And this is your host with the tits, Mr. Even Star. Joining us remotely from Miami fucking Florida is Victor <laughs> Rubio, the host of Digging 6 Feet Under. He is also a uh, tenure veteran of the funeral industry, and he is an extensive collector of little tree air fresheners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I'm your little air tree connoisseur. That's me. <laughs> That's... Very, I don't think I've ever, like, I mean, I've seen, like, like when you're, like, driving down the road and you see people that have, like, a bajillion of them just, like, in their car. Well, but I've, I didn't, I've never, I don't think I've ever met anyone that did it, like, on purpose. Victor, are you using them to cover up the smells of the bodies? Well, the first, like, 50 did the job, and then after they kind of lost their smell, so, you know, it kind of just smells like one big mash pot of, you know, whatever clever name berries and whatever clever name orange um, but they don't do a good enough job, so. Uh. <laughs> I don't think that's their intended purpose. I don't know. I don't deal with bodies regularly. Well, that's a nice nothing. open to the podcast. I don't. <laughs> I don't deal with bodies regularly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's true. <laughs> right? No, no, you don't, and that's a good thing. If there's out, if any did. outstanding murders that are happening in the LA area, I didn't do them. Right. Right. I didn't do them wasn't me just throwing that out there yeah it's often good to just profess your innocence yeah no i'm just saying no i wasn't being like snippy you sound awfully guilty for someone who's innocent I'm yeah just right that's what i'm saying <laughs> hey hey you're you're not law enforcement you're not my lawyer no. you're not right. a judge who are you to say that i sound guilty or not right right because that little doesn't trees. sound guilty at all <laughs> What the fuck? Everyone's ganging up on me in this episode? Well, I don't know. Now you're getting really defensive for apparently nothing. Yeah, allegedly. I think we're I'm about scared. to have some technical difficulties, allegedly. <laughs> I'm scared now. Jesus. You're 2,000 miles away. I mean, I don't know why you're scared. I am not scared of you. <laughs> oh, the horrible shit I leave in your toilet, you best be scared of. That's why I leave those matches. Not if I put them in the toilet. Don't know. Then I'm going to have to make Charlotte steal a bunch more the next time we go to a fucking casino. At least wait until after Christmas. I don't celebrate that day. No, but we all go out and do stuff. This is true. We are going to get some very tasty Korean barbecue for Christmas again. Nice. Oh, and before I forget, we are drinking 1792 Small Batch this evening here yeah. at the Green Palace. Good job, man. 
It was almost a very expensive bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, and then I came to my fucking senses. Dude, I can't believe you <laughs> almost did that today. That is ridiculous. But, Why didn't you? Because uh, I was debating if I wanted to drop $1,200 on a bottle of booze. Mm. He, okay. He's still thinking about it. <laughs> very seriously considering it. Yeah, I mean... It should be worth it, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's very limited dish. It is very limited dish, but for $1,200, I could buy a person in a third world country. That's true, <laughs> but that's why I had the idea of if we get it, we do it. You Like you said, on the 100th episode, but oh, um, yeah. we use my idea of just cuckolding whoever the guest is with the whiskey and telling them how good it is and maybe giving them a taste at the end. If they're good. <laughs> if they're good. <laughs> and make them drink like the fucking whatever's I got over there on the bar. No, fuck that. I will buy another bottle of Trader Joe's. Oh, no. <laughs> That's being... Oh, dude. All right. Yeah. We, we drink Pappy. You drink yeah. Trader Joe's. That is... Oh, God. That's taking the cock to a whole new level. Bravo. That's what I'm, I'm here to do. Takes you to strange new heights. Yeah, I love it. Victor, what are you drinking on your end? Uh, I wimped out, as I told you, and I'm. There's this brewery in San Diego called Ballast Point. I don't know how much of a beer drinker you are, but oh yeah, they I have. They have. I just recently found this uh, watermelon sculpted, and I just been like daydreaming about it for a week. So finally got that and some local. Where's my can here? Some local Florida brewing MIA. It's uh, this Gator Tail. It's supposed to be a brown ale, so sitting here sipping on some beer. Cool. How is that watermelon? Oh god, it's. I mean, it's 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 like it's flavorful enough for women, but it's got that IPA little kick that women can't drink it. If women, you know, who like the fruity drinks. It's pretty damn good for for an IPA. You, you know, know, Draven's drinking whiskey neat right now, right? I was, you know, as as it was, <laughs> like, not speaking to you. I just mean, you know, the 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 general, you know, fruity. If I told you I had a watermelon beer, you would think it's geared towards women, right? I um, just think no, that just it's... people that don't like the taste of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, I, I like the taste of alcohol. I just, I just, just, just been dreaming about this. What I'm trying to say is I'm a woman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. So in a roundabout way. It totally makes sense now. No right? one's going to ever find out what you know, funeral home Victor works at because when he you know, deals with them, he's a woman. And let's face oh. it, the little trees are geared towards women, so it kind of all makes sense. I just thought it was a flamboyant Miami lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Like white suits with, with bright shirts underneath them. Yeah. Hey, hey, I own a fucking linen suit. I own one. I said white. Yeah, I own a white linen suit. Oh, is it? It's like white? Yeah. Like the, like the walls? Uh, it's cream. Oh, okay. Wore it in Spain. Oh, no, I've seen that one. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't think it was like a cream. I thought it was more of like a, a tan or a beige. No, it was quite a cream colored suit. I'm totally wearing that pitch in Cuba, too. You have to wear like a like a purple shirt or like a pink shirt or something. Something super loud. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but like with no collar on it. Like it has to be like a V-neck. What fucking Miami Vice? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. 
That's what I'm trying to do to you right now. <laughs> oh, shit. You're just trying to ensure I don't get laid in Cuba. I see how it is. I think you would <laughs> snag a ton of tail looking that fine. A little bit of your NC-17 tattoo <laughs> peeking out the top there. <laughs> Now, uh, if it's going to be that low cut, the whole thing's got to show off. Oh, wow. Nips out. Nips out. Nips out. Nips out for Cuba. Nips out for Cuba. Nips Do out it. for Cuba. So, yeah, I'm going to be 90 miles away from you, just not drivable. <laughs> we'll swim on over. That's, uh, <laughs> so many things. Well, come on with them. No, no. I'm just like, you know, it's not that far. You just like hop a boat. It's been done. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> a lot. I just don't think the point of a Cuban vacation is to smuggle myself back into Miami. Yeah, no, that's not really the point. Especially because you are going for journalistic reasons. It's very official. There's many things I have to report on from Cuba. Yep. <laughs> Mostly nightlife and women. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you would snag a ton of poon with a fucking V-neck. We're going to put this to the test. I, I will rock the suit and V-neck combo one day. Do it. Do it, please. No, seriously. So Friday night, I'll rock the suit and V-neck combo. Saturday, I'll be back to grungy metalhead, and we'll see how much ass I get. <laughs> you have to actually try, though. You can't just, like... You... I can't just smoke cigars and get drunk and be like, hola. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Only if you still do that when you're your regular grungy metalhead self. Well, I would definitely do it when I'm grungy metalhead. Oh, well, then, you know. But you... Hola, señorita! <laughs> yeah, so you can't leave out the, uh, the, the slayer, even when you're wearing the suit. Hola, señorita! I don't, I, know, I don't know how to say my name is. Fuck. Oh. Mateo? Well, I, I know what, no, I know how to say my slayer. name, but I don't know how to say <laughs> My name is Matt Slayer. May, uh, I don't know how you would, you would just say what... Me llamo es Mateo Slayer. Oh, oh, there you go. Muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I speak very poor kitchen Spanish, so it was enough to get drunk in Spain. I'm hoping it's enough to get drunk in Cuba. Well, we'll find out. Where's some stores I have oatmeal with me? <laughs> That's true. Oatmeal. It's a good dude. <laughs> So what episode are you up to on your podcast, Victor? We just recorded episode seven of season one last night. If you know anything about it, it's kind of where the guy in the army dies. And it just kind of deals with all that in the first season for that episode. Um, so, yeah, we're at episode seven so far. That's rad. Awesome. I know you were trying to start bringing in guests for the show. Had anyone cool on? Um, I had, let's say, I mean, so far it's kind of been, I've had two of my really close female funeral director friends. So that's been cool. That's right. Um, I have, and honestly, probably the guest I'm most excited for, and I literally just got his book Friday. Uh, the guy you had told me about, uh, author Robert Dean. Oh, very cool. Awesome. You, you hooked me up with him. I was texting him last week and... 
I gave him two episodes to pick out of. I kind of just sent him the synopsis of it. And I had, I just know kind of what each episode deals with. And then I just say, pick one, which one you want. And <laughs> I sent him two screenshots and he just responds, I'll take the lesbian one. So I'm like, what are you That's talking Robert. about? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, yeah. there's no lesbian one. And then I read, I, I read through the synopsis and it, it's like a, such a small part of the episode, but the word just lesbians is there. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, Robert. <laughs> but I actually got his book and I just started reading. Uh, I, I just read the first little bit. I'm up to like page 25. And yeah, it's, that's, I'm really excited to have him on. I wonder, you know, um, I feel like he'll do, it'll be awesome to just kind of dissect that stuff with him, you know? Oh no, he's he's definitely got a great mind for shit like that. Yeah, he's a very cool dude. Very cool and very critical. If he doesn't like something, he no pull and punches on that shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you want as like a you know as a podcast. You don't want someone who's just like this is good, this is good, this is good. You, you don't want someone like this fucking sucks or you know. Unless they're talking about Draven and I, then we totally want people that are just going to tell us we're awesome. Yeah, the exception to the rule. <laughs> oh, we just make us. we just make fun of you and. If you tell us mean things, yeah, you you will start a war that you will probably lose at that point. Yeah, we get real petty <laughs> when we need to, allegedly. No, that's not, not allegedly. so allegedly. Yeah, no. There's You're just saying it to evidence. make people drink this episode, aren't you? Well, it's, it is my new favorite thing to do. I hope people do it. Do it. We started a new drinking game for the podcast. Whenever we say allegedly, you take a shot. <laughs> Someone else actually made it up for us. Yeah, we did not make that up. Oh. Someone on Twitter said, new drinking game. Listen to the 288 and uh, take a shot every time you say allegedly. I guess I was wrong. It happens every once in a while. Mm. It's true. More than he thinks. More than he'll admit to on air. <laughs> no. No. No, unless it comes to my taste in women, that I'm wrong a lot. I mean, I wasn't... I didn't say, but... Oh, you didn't say that on air. <laughs> Off air, that gets said quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, you know. Eh. I likes what I likes, and sometimes it's questionable. I should know this, and forgive me for asking, and I have it looked up here. What does 288 stand for? Because I have it up here, and I wonder if it's the same thing. It's oh. A, oh, so it's kind of a right. trade secret. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. I, so this is something. Okay, we'll tell you off here. Okay. Do you know what the other? <laughs> if someone was trying to figure out, do you know what they would come up as? You know that already. Yes, and that is probably what it is. It's not, <laughs> yeah. a, not a big secret. Yeah, it's not a big secret. Right. Okay. 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 I feel like I just dropped a dead fish on the podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> No, that would probably eat it anyway. Because I know it's not an area code or anything, and but okay, definitely not an area code. No, <laughs> no, we're, we're not so lame to be like the eight one eight podcast, yo. Oh God, Valley no. represent. Nope, no, God, no, no. Eight one eight isn't even my phone number. Not mine either. So I'd be super dumb. Yes, both of us have the phone numbers of our land of birth. <laughs> no. Well, well, land of most recent. Yeah. Residence. When old enough to get a phone, the last place. But well, kids these days are getting phones before they get out of diapers. It's mm. true. It's fucked up, man. Victor, I'm not actually. I don't think we know how old you are. 
I am 31 years old. Okay, so you're right in our age range. Yeah. Very cool. So shit, you got into like the whole funeral thing real young then, shit. I think I was already... I, yeah, I graduated before I had turned 21. And I was working on my 21st birthday. Oh, wow. And we were just like, we were just like really busy at the funeral home. And I was just, you know, when you're that age, you're just like, oh, 21's going to be awesome. 21's going to be awesome. And like 21, I was like in bed. Like, yeah, this is awesome, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been doing this 10 years. Yeah. That's rad. That's fucking awesome. My 21st birthday, <laughs> I threw a private party because I had so many underage friends at the time. And yeah. <laughs> And by the end of the night, I had been tackled and choked somebody out while being tackled. <laughs> nice. They decided that they wanted to smash the birthday cake in my face, and someone tried to oh, grab Oh, that's a dumb idea. Someone tried to grab me to do it, and I ended up rear naked choking him on the floor, like, just drunk, like, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I don't know what's happening. I'm drunk. <laughs> Draven, do you remember what you did for your 21st birthday like three weeks ago? Um, so you want what really happened on my 21st <laughs> birthday? Or like or the porno version? I mean... Porno version? The porno version is... I don't know, Matt. My birthday is during AVN this year. I can't wait. And what really happened was I went to a bar with some friends and we had to pretend it was my 22nd birthday because like I was supposed to already be 21 to be drinking mm -hmm. at the bar. The girl that I was uh, seeing at the time was, we didn't live in the same area. I was in Baltimore and she was in uh, Pittsburgh or like Newcastle or you know someplace in that area, Pennsylvania. Um, and she had gotten into a car accident and like split her face open. That must have been fun to make out with. Oh Jesus Christ! I couldn't. No, I, like I said, she was in like Western Pennsylvania, and I was in. <laughs> I meant next time you saw her. Oh well, the next time that I'd seen her, it was like pretty healed up. She had like a couple inner stitches, but yeah. Did you break up with her because of her facial scars? No, I fucking I was you. I was with her forever. You know who I'm talking about. Our audience may not. Oh, well, whatever. I was with her for a long time after that. It didn't fuck her up. She was still really hot. I know. I'm just I'm just starting shit. Yeah, I know. You're good at that. So, yeah, so that's what I did. <laughs> but it was with Doug Sackman. Awesome. Yep. Doug Sackman. That was a good time. <laughs> that does remind me of when I turned 21 of all the bars I used to sneak into when I was under 21. Mm-hmm. A lot of those bars were like multi-room bars, and once you got past the door guy, it would be, ha, 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 hide in the back bar. Yep. And once I turned 21, my buddies are like <laughs> drawing attention to me and buying me shots. I'm like, what are you? Do? Oh, yeah, I could be here now. Yep. Yep. Such a weird dynamic <laughs> for a while. Because I was sneaking into bars in both Chicago and Milwaukee at 17. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I was also a stripper at this time as well. So there was like a couple waitresses that would work my shift. And one of them would like get me fake shots. And then, like, obviously there was, like, the girls that would just, like, sneak me shots. But um, there was this one chick that, like, refused to serve me fake shots. And she was, like, kind of, like, bitchy about it. And uh, after I turned 21, I, like, ordered a shot. And she looked at me and she was, like, now Draven. And, like, and she, like, went to, like, mom me, like, in front of this customer. And I was, like, look here, ho. It was my birthday, like, last week. Check it behind the bar. And then she, like, felt real dumb. 
So that was like the cool thing. Hope that bitch is dead now. She's not, but she's not as bitchy anymore, so it's nice. I mean, she's got her moments, but you know who doesn't? <laughs> this guy right here. No, you absolutely have moments. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily term them as bitchy because that's rude, and we friends, and I ain't calling you a bitch. No, I definitely have special moments. You've got moments. We'll just leave it at that. Uh huh. Yeah. How much of them are alcohol induced? Um, I would say a good portion of them. The majority, probably. But, you know, you've got shiny moments to uh, make up for it, like when you wake me up with bagels and locks and watch Westworld. <laughs> That's how we've spent most of the day. We did a radio interview with Jiggy Jaguar earlier, then we watched some Westworld and ate some locks and bagels. Yes, it was awesome. We know how to get Shit. down. Yeah. Well, That's that and awesome. I also work until 4 a.m., because today is Sunday for our listeners, and I usually work until 4 a.m. Saturday evenings into Sunday morning. And uh, I, because of uh, things that were going on in my home, not like not, nothing bad, but just nothing I want to talk about on air, um, <laughs> I was unable to go to sleep until like 7.30 in the morning or so. Well, our listeners are kind of curious about the frat house you live in sometimes. Jesus Christ. It was a little crazy, yeah. I mean, it wasn't so bad. There wasn't like a million people here, but it was Johnny and uh, Charlotte and one of Johnny's buddies all up and stuff. Being loud, obnoxious, making a making a ruckus, moosing around, you know. Nice. Um, yeah, but so it was very nice for Matt to show up with uh, bagels and locks. Do you like bagels and locks? Do they have good locks in Miami? Oh, I, was, I thought you said mate. I thought you were talking to uh, Matt. Uh, I, God, I, you know, I fucking love bagels. Uh, I was going to ask because New of your York accent. And, you know, I was like, you, yeah. Like, yeah, you can fucking hear it, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm not a New York snob. Like, I think New York is wildly overrated and all of that. But the one thing I miss from New York is the bagels. Because the bagels are... At least living in Florida, the bagels are a lot better in New York. But in all of my... Bagel eating career. I've never really? had yeah, any Yeah, you're super missing out. Am I missing? I'm missing super out, right? Missing out, there's dude. a huge Jewish community Fuck. in Miami. Just go hit Miami Beach. I'm sure there's got to be a good deli. No, like I know, I you know, like I know of where oh, I can get so it, but good. it's just something I've never just had. So you throw some capers I, on there, it. some onion, like, and it's it's like I'm gonna really yeah, sound stupid yeah, here, but fox uh, is like fish, right? Salmon. Yep. Yeah. And it's that, like on an everything bagel is what you have it on? Like that's what I would have it on? I, no? I do it on onion Yeah, bagel. we like onion. <laughs> you know, you know uh, I, <laughs> I just started my podcast and I was doing a lot of research going into it. And you know that there's a podcast on bagels? They, really? They just sit there. <laughs> I swear to God. Just, you know, like, you know, just going outside and just researching everything. And there's a podcast where there's just two guys and they just sit there and talk about bagels. at it's Matt's new favorite they could, podcast. If they could do a podcast on bagels, like what can't you do a podcast? You can do a, it's No, this is why podcasting is the best medium out there. Because you can do it on anything. There's no censorship. I love yep. And since the point of entry is so low, you don't need bosses or a major financial commitment to be able to c produce your own content. Yeah, which is very cool. That's hence how you yeah. get this these two degenerates every week. Hey. <laughs> But judging by a lot of the other people we met, we actually spend a lot more money than a lot of other people. Yeah. But, I mean, our shit is lit. Yeah. And not to throw any shade at those people. What, yeah, no shade. No shade. Never. No shade. We overspent because I'm like, this is what we need. 
Yeah, seriously. Like, we needed all this pro gear. Oh, I guess we didn't. Fuck. Did not know that we didn't. But hey, now we got it, and it looks really cool, so, you know. Looks cool, sounds cool. So, Victor, how'd you end up in Miami from New York? How did I end up in Miami? Um, I just always liked the Miami culture because it's kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, New York, New York is kind of crazy. It, it's crowded, I guess I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I, I don't know, the idea, you know, this, uh, there was, uh, I just moved here recently, like a couple of years ago, and that winter we had the most insane you know, you, Draven, you're from Baltimore. You know what it's like when that fucking snowstorm hits and shit. And it yeah. was just, and I had nothing tying me to New York. And it was just kind of, I had one of those moments like, the hell am I doing here? You know, it's like, why? Well, <laughs> I just need to leave. You know, we had today, we had a cold 70 degree day. And I know out there, you guys get just as nice weather. Um, a lot less humidity, thank God. Oh, oh, oh I mean, Jesus Christ. I yeah. mean, try, try being in. And yeah, in the middle of August down here. But the pay on that, dude. I <laughs> can only imagine. I've been like Baltimore's got f- wicked bad humidity, but I can only fucking imagine. That's insane. It's the equivalent of uh, a winter in January. Is is like the bad of that is the bad of like August in in South Florida. Because it's it's just mug it's muggy as soon as you step outside your door you're sweating it doesn't Ugh. matter you know, if you're yeah. one of these people who don't sweat and you're fucking you got it cool like that no you're sweating everyone's sweating Dude. um that's why everybody wears white suits yeah <laughs> so you can have sweat stains well it's you know well, you can keep cool in the lighter colors okay maybe like the weird cream suit like you have so your fucking sweat stains blend in I don't know my sweat is not cream colored I don't I'm I'm good dude I'm so straight on that. I have references. I'm sure you do. I'm sure it's a hell of a list. So when I was in South Florida mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer, I had to fucking wear body armor, so it was really fucking Oh, bad. my God, dude. They wanted me to relocate down there. They're like, yeah, move to Miami. Like, no. Fuck no. Yeah, dude. At least, I don't know. Yeah, no, there's no upside wearing body armor in Miami. Well, not getting shot. Kind well, of I mean, other than that, you know, you know. Victor, are you still there? I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, cool. Cool beans. Just got awful quiet when I'm like, oh, I was wearing body armor in Miami. He's like, what the fuck did I walk in on? Well, I'm I'm highly offended by body armor. What the fuck. Well, and he says he doesn't deal with bodies regularly. <laughs> Is it anymore? Fifth. <laughs> <sighs> You know, being a funeral director down here, and just like you were saying, you were wearing body armor, uh, wearing a suit in a cemetery during a funeral. <sighs> and you know what's the funniest part is? is like you have to remain professional. Mm-hmm. And so after the funeral, you just kind of say your goodbyes and you try to pretend like you're not dripping sweat and like the sweat stain isn't coming out like the neck of the shirt you're wearing. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's it's... It's brutal, but... Your dry cleaning bill must be ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? It's not even dry cleaning. It's just new shirts. Like, you don't even bother. Damn. Holy shit. I knew, like, funerals were a racket. I didn't even realize you were that much of a baller. <laughs> shit. No, you buy, the, you buy the cheap stuff, you know? Yeah, you, you, buy take, the cheap your, stuff you take your you take your happy ass to fucking TJ Maxx, kid. Exactly. Yeah. 
with your fancy fucking linen suits and shit. What you know about TJ Maxx and Marshalls? You know I got that linen suit off Amazon, right? Okay. With your fancy fucking Amazon shit. Hey. They got models walking to the fucking doors now on TV. That doesn't fucking happen in real life. Either If it does, the Amazon guy always rings the doorbell and runs, so it might be a model. She might just be like, fuck this. Take your shit. Yeah, she's probably like, oh, fuck. I'm not saying this here. I'm out. I just wanted to introduce some, some poor life choices. That's all. I know. Mostly me. You're really good at that. <laughs> well, the poor life choices. I'm good at introducing other people to them as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you're good at being a bad influence. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why we wanted to get Victor much more drunk than his watermelon beer. Yeah. The shade. I switch. No, listen, listen. It's it's complete fair. And you know what? I'm not even... I, I'll take it because I'm telling you this goddamn beer tastes so good. But I switched to my, <laughs> my Gator Tail Brown Ale. So... I'm less of a How's woman the now. brown ale? Does it taste it's, like a gator's tail? It tastes exactly like a gator's tail. Yeah. Hey, gator's tail is fucking delicious. Oh, I've never it's had gator. Part. Gator and frog legs. Have you ever had frog legs? I heard frog oh, legs. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I don't know if I have. Pretty much if it's been alive at some point and they serve it in a restaurant, I've eaten it. Yeah, well, I know that. That's. I think I've, I've had. No, I, I have. I had gator bites. That's from the tail. When I was feature dancing in Fort Myers, which is not near Miami, but it's in Florida. It's central southern Florida-ish. Yeah, I don't know. It's west side, west side. Yeah, it's the golf side. There you go. I don't fucking know, but I was there and I had gator bites. I don't really remember what they tasted like. They're delicious. They're like crunchy? I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like little fried pieces of Mm. gator bits or something. When we go to New Orleans, you got to have blackened gator. I'll eat everything in New Orleans. Uh, Such an amazing city to get fat in. Dude, I went to New Orleans for a bachelor party a couple months ago. And I know this is so sacrilegious what I'm going to say, but and we kind of didn't go off Bourbon Street. The fucking best food we have, and maybe because we were so drunk every night, was those chicken joints. I I know there's some name for them, but the, the chicken tenders from... Whatever that chicken There's like six of them On Bourbon Street You know what I'm talking about Yeah I know what you're talking about Yeah The chicken fingers From that place at 5am When I walked When I left there It's like oh, alright What did I think about the food And the first thing came to mind Was the chicken fingers And I know there's way better food But those chicken fingers Are goddamn amazing Hey there's something to be said About drunk comfort food Dude oh, that, that's real shit Man Dude I, I almost Want to do a second podcast The drunk comfort food podcast You'd be really good at that <laughs> Just Review drunk comfort food Hell yeah what is the best drunk comfort food? Like when you're that hammered. Because you know where my mind immediately went? And maybe because we kind of were just talking about bagels. But like a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel or an everything bagel with cream cheese and bacon. No, that would hit the spot. That would definitely yeah, hit the spot. Yeah, sounds pretty good. I've never thought about the cream cheese and bacon. No, I've never actually done together. that either. That, that sounds delicious. Oh, so fucking good. Dude. So fucking good. Yeah. The more you... The more you know. Like, do we have bacon in the house? We have bagels left. Uh, yeah. There's actually some bacon that's already cooked up in the fridge. Boom. So do this it. is a good episode. <laughs> we gotta go now. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny because right before we uh, started setting everything up, I was like, "Yo, I'm fitting to eat another one of them bagels and locks and watch more Westworld as soon as we're fucking done." <laughs> <laughs> Draven's, of course, behind the curve. 
So she got to see season one, episode one tonight. Yeah. I Whatever. I'm like behind the times and shit. I don't give a shit. Victor, are you current on Westworld? Uh, the only thing I know about West, uh, what I do is I'm one of these people who I wait till the season ends and then I binge See, it's watch. over now, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and I, I just know it's sort of like a precursor for Jurassic Park. That's as much as it's I know. It's written by Mi- Michael Crichton. Right, right. Word? Right, 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 right. Well, the original movie was written by Michael Crichton. Oh. Yeah. So the show definitely goes off the rails compared to right, 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 right. the movie from the 70s. Okay. But yeah, Crichton wrote... What there up? was a movie about this motherfucker in the 70s? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. What? There's also another movie called Future World. They're very different. Whoa. Is there is there Jurassic Park-esque stuff in the in the show? Because that's 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 what would draw There is in. in the fact that the mad scientist creations tend to not do exactly what they've been told. There you go. Oh, right, right. Okay. okay. That theme is definitely still there. Wow, a lot mm-hmm. of Michael Crichton's stuff has that theme. It's like science, and it goes awry. <laughs> That's like his trope, like the... I, I don't know. Is Michael Crichton dead? Um, I don't know why I'm asking questions I could easily yeah, Google. Yeah, I was going to say, get on your, your, uh, little, your little pewter machine. I think he is. Bomber. That's pretty cool. I'm actually, I'm really excited. Anne Rice is doing Vampire Chronicles as a series. Oh, yeah. Michael Crichton died in uh, 2008. Oh, that sucks. Look at that. Well, I'm going to pour a little out for Michael Crichton. Yeah, right? <laughs> Not really, though, because... Because I don't waste whiskey. Yeah, and we're inside my house, so... That part doesn't concern me. If I had a 40, yeah, I'd pour yeah. it on your floor. God damn it, Slayer. But I'm not going to waste whiskey on a man who's been dead for eight years. But I didn't personally know. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't really pour it out for the homie unless they're like your homie, right? Yeah. Or unless you like feel some type of way. Well, I feel a way. Yeah, but like some type of way or just like a way? A way. Okay. Then yeah, you don't need to pour anything out. I think that's like a rule. I can't remember the last time someone died and I felt some kind of way. Dude, I cried like a little bitch. Little baby. When fucking Leonard Cohen died, I'm not even in front. It was a sad day for goths. It was. Victor, at this point, are you just completely jaded with the death thing? Am I jaded? Um, I definitely have a different take on it. I, have, You know, my grandfather died two years ago, and I thought I was going to be all like, I can't do anything and whatever, whatever. And I ended up taking care of everything. Like everything from A to Z, yeah. um, they just yeah. There's sort of like a, a a a safeguard up there for that from that you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if someone young young close to me died. I don't think I'd. I think all of that goes out the window. But you know, different strokes, different folks. No, that makes sense. Well, definitely. I was just curious because you're around it all the time. Yeah, but you know, I'm around it of a bunch of people. I, I'm a bunch. I'm around it of, around a bunch of Michael Crichtons, people I don't know. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't. You know, it's not like I go home. And it's like God, Mr. Smith died, and you know that really sucks. It's just it's part of work. You know, um, 
you know, you got ones that touch you, you know, just younger people who died, most part. But no, you don't take that stuff home with you. you you'd be, you wouldn't last long. Just imagine if every day you were that sad about work, you know? Yeah, you'd never be able to last. That makes sense. Right. I've hated some day jobs and definitely brought them home and made me horribly. That might have been where my drinking problem comes from, but that's neither here nor there. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> I'm sure if you had like a children's funeral, that would be fucking rough. Yeah, just got it, and you just you're just like God damn, and you know it's it's like it's a sensitive topic, right? The scariest thing about it is just how tiny they are. Yeah. Whatever age, you know, and it's just like the rest of it is just like God, this is a goddamn yeah. I child. can imagine like working on someone that small. Yeah, and that that's the part that sucks, but it's part of it, you know, it's part of it. But if if you were if you were like so if you were a funeral director and that kind of broke you. And again, it, there's nothing wrong with it. You just wouldn't last, just because that's that's a lot of emotional stuff to carry, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But Is there a high turnover rate for funeral directors? Turnover rate in terms of like death or like just like just being like I can't handle other this amount. No, um, you know it's funny. Most of them they get weeded out in school. In school, because you kind of they they make you kind of go through it. You go through like the embalming process, and there is kind of where you get your. Your people who are like, I want to do this because this is cool, or I want to do this because I'm interested. That kind of weeds all of that out. So by the time you get to work in a funeral home, all that stuff's been weeded out. Yeah, because isn't there, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like some type of like screening process or something that you have to go through as well in order to be able to like work with the bodies in a home like that? Well, I mean, to get into school, no, you have your normal, if it was any other school. Um, yeah. But let's say you graduate, you get your license and all that. I mean, you, you, you go through your criminal, not criminal, whatever, your, your background check, which is no different than if you were working anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Can you be a felon and a funeral director? Wow, that's a great question. I don't think so. Uh, I think you can. I think you can. You know, it's funny. It's different states. When I was working in New York, it didn't matter. They didn't even do a background check. In Florida, to even apply to take the test to become a funeral director, you have to go through all the background checks and everything. So oh, stuff like that varies state by state, you know. I don't even think they have funeral director licenses in Colorado, to be honest. They so don't just, have gun licenses in Colorado either. So. Yeah, see, they just do everything by their own and good for them. So, follow-up question. How much are gold fillings worth? Oh, that's another God thing we're going to talk about off-air. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long did you have to go to school for? I went to school for two and a half years, but I could have done it in two years. I got my bachelor's degree, which means absolute dick today. Yeah. But you could you do your associates and then... But uh, when I say that two and a half years, it was constant like i did school i did three three uh what do you call those semesters three semesters a year oh wow um yeah it was a- no point in fucking around with it yeah i mean if you're gonna do it I'm yeah gonna do and it. that's kind of like i was working at 20 you know mm-hmm. uh, just got out of school and got into it school school is unnecessarily hard it's you learn i mean i guess it's like anything there's so much you learn about so much and then you get out and then it's like do you know how to start a lawnmower? Because you're going to be mowing the lawn today, you know? Yeah. 
So you learn all this stuff and you're like, I know where this artery is. I know how to embalm. I know how to take care of a family. And yeah, you're cutting hedges on your first day. Nice. Um, well, that's kind of fucked up. You think they you know, hire groundskeepers for that shit. Yeah. You, well, it's, I mean, I feel like you know, I pay your dues with anything else. Yeah. I mean, you'd be figuring, you know, embalming would be paying your dues. You, it actually it, it's funny because like you you work your way up to embalming you know because i mean it sounds weird saying this but almost like embalming is a privilege it's like a, it's i don't want to say it's an honor but like you said you just you work your way up to it so well i mean it's it's i don't know like mm-hmm. I don't, for i don't know just i i think that honor is probably like a, a good term like in not like a weird way just because it's like you know you're taking care of someone for like you know the last right. time that anyone's going to be like touching or like dealing with them so mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's, it's kind of a big deal i mean if you reverse it as if you were the funeral home owner would you want someone who's fresh out of school embalming whoever you know yeah this is very true i wouldn't want the new person to do the makeup for sure right right otherwise they end up with you know Fucking, what do you call it? Y'all broads do with the eyeliner these days? The swoop. Winged. Yeah, winged eyeliner and fucking ruby red lips on a dude. Oh, are you telling me what you want right now? I want to die in a horrible auto accident. Oh, no. God. That, that's how you want to die? Fast. Did you say that's how you want to die? I don't want to die. No, I mean, if you were to choose. Like, if you were going to choose. No, epic gun battle. Nice. Epic gun battle. <laughs> That's very Slayer of you. Epic gun battle, but my opponent better be a good shot. I don't want to sit there and bleed out. But what if they're not? I mean, you don't well, really get I'm a fucked. choice. Yeah, you don't really get a choice in like who you're. If it's an epic battle, it's probably you versus someone else, and then like multiple other someone else's. So you don't really get a choice as to who gets the final shot. Yeah, yeah. Might want to rethink your uh, way of going out there, unless it was like firing squad. Do they still do those? Fuck yeah. In America? Yeah. Probably somewhere rural where I don't want to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, like, I think so. I'm not sure. But I know they do it in other countries. And I mean, you travel internationally (laughs) enough. So. Keep talking while I Google. Don't. Well, I mean, I'm just really interested because I'm trying to think back of like on Oz when fucking the crazy dude got like. Only Oklahoma. I knew it. See, somewhere in this fucking country. Oh. As of March of 2015, Utah said they can too. As of 2015, okay, yeah, that's yeah. very. Utah's like, as of 2015, we're going back to firing squads. Those well, Mormons. Are you, are you talking like in terms of like execution, like by yeah. the death yeah. penalty? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 like that's so inhumane as and and, and 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 understanding that the people that are on death pedal uh, on death row are whatever they deserve it or whatever whatever the hell your your opinion is on that that's pretty crazy that that still exists when was the last one i think you get a choice too so for utah it's if lethal injection drugs are not readily available because you know that a lot of death executions have been stayed recently because it's become harder and harder for the states to import the lethal ex- Lethal injection drugs. Mm-hmm. So that's why Utah enacted that in 2015. Because they're like, we can't get the drugs. We still need to murder people. 
So let's just fucking firing squad. Hey, bullets are still relatively cheap. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, uh, I mean, but I mean, but at the same time, it's like, why would they go to like the firing squad unless have they never had like a gas chamber or an electric chair or anything that those can be ruled to be inhumane, but a firing squad, that's okay. Yeah, wait, wait. How is a gas chamber inhumane, but a fire? Yeah, yeah, a gas chamber is inhumane. Like, I think gas gas chamber is probably the most. Uh, what's the word? Humane. Uh, yeah. Way to go if we're talking execution here. Holy shit! I mean, if you're if you're doing firing squad, why aren't you doing gu- guillotine? Right? Dude, it's that's mess. it's a mess to clean up. <laughs> well, and a firing squad. Well, the if you fire- already have them dig their own grave. <laughs> is it like that no it's not it's not <laughs> oh, God. i was gonna say they wear like a striped long sleeve shirt and striped pants and a fucking ball and chain <laughs> though this is interesting according to wikipedia i'll just put that out there according to wikipedia before the introduction of firearms bows or crossbows were sometimes used for firing squads oh i knew that yeah but that's fucking rough yeah i mean that's that's you, you not may not die there on. No, no, that's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a lot of arrows. Especially if you're like Slayer and you have an affinity for wearing body armor in humid climates. Uh, Kevlar's not so good against arrows. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they like, yeah. Because the way Kevlar works is the rifling of the bullet causes it to spin. And as it hits the Kevlar, the Kevlar tightens the weave from the spinning and dissip- dissipates the kinetic energy. Okay. But yeah, an arrow that's not Just really gonna do anything. Right Knives go right through Kevlar too. Yeah. Good to know. The more you know. <laughs> Please don't stab me. No, don't stab Slayer. It says that Idaho Bandit. Oh, was it Utah or Idaho Bandit? So Idaho Bandit, Oklahoma, and Utah, and Utah are the two places that allow it. But what? Uh, did Idaho Bandit it Bandit in two thousand nine, right? Yep. Correct. But what happened? <laughs> like, why all of a sudden were they like, nope, out? I don't know. That's right. Like, did something question. happen in 2009 where they're like, nope, nope, emergency <laughs> banning on that? Did the price of bullets go up exponentially? They did go up around that time. If you're talking in terms of cost efficiency, firing squad is probably the most efficient, inexpensive, yeah. cheapest, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Well, I mean, depends on the salary of the executioners because you need multiple executioners for that one. But, like, how many? How many is considered a squad? Because I feel like that term has been thrown all around a lot these days with these kids and their squad goals. (laughs) How many people deem a squad? That's something else you should Google. It doesn't say why Idaho banned it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how this turned into everyone Google something and let's just look up executing squads. Well, that's certainly my job is to just Google things throughout the show. But now we've got like we've got like tangents and shit now. You know, and another thing, if if you're on death row, right? Why do you get the why do you get the decision if you're if you're if they're taking away your right to live, right? Why do you get to decide how you die? Like, why wouldn't that decision be made for you? Am I going down a path that we shouldn't go down? Oh no, nothing sacred here. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like you shouldn't, right? Like if they're gonna take away your life. Shouldn't they also just say how you're going to die? No? Well, then why do they let you choose your last meal? You're going to die. Who the fuck right. cares no, no. I, I'm totally with you on that. Like, yeah, like... I think it's a symbolic gesture to be like, we're better than you. 
<laughs> yeah, we will grant you your final meal. We will let you choose how you want to die, though you do not give your victims that choice. I mean, that's just purely my opinion. I have no facts to back this opinion up. Right, five right. people in a firing squad. Five men with thirty caliber Winchester rifles. Ooh, wait. 308 or 30? 30. It's kind of a small round. Well, uh, this, this was in 1985 that they used that for a dude named Gardner. Still kind of a small round. Ouch. But they, uh, they aim for the heart. Yeah. So it's pretty quick. You still survive for a little while after and they a just use, they just use cops. Yeah. To be the, yeah. But I'm sure they get overtime for that shit. Eh, probably get like a like a like a low key Christmas bonus or something. Dude, cops get overtime to work movie premieres. They definitely get overtime to execute someone. You're just fucking salty that uh, you had to walk through like a metal detector to walk down the street. Yeah, I'm salty about that shit. <laughs> that is fucking public property. How dare they fucking close off Hollywood Boulevard and make me go through fucking security checkpoints to walk on a public street? Fuck them. But the X-Wing was dope. <laughs> X-Wing was dope. So, for our listeners who are unaware, the Rogue One premiere just happened last night in Hollywood. They've had Hollywood Boulevard near Hollywood and Vine closed for three days and had a life-size X-Wing on Hollywood Boulevard. Which is only a small intersection in Hollywood. Not a big deal, but, you know. Right. Not a big deal at all. <laughs> Not a major thoroughfare or anything. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So last night during the premiere, they literally had metal detectors set up on the sidewalks on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, and the security was super lax, too. Yeah. It was completely security theater. For which premiere was this again? Wrote, uh, Star Wars. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Cause probably, probably the sidewalk security for that, because um, that thing that happened in New York a few months ago, right? That's why they would do that? It's a bunch of, ri- it's a bunch of rich people. That's just yeah. my assumption. Mm-hmm. But what happened in New York? Like you remember? It was like it was like oh god, what are we in now? This what December? Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't know. Remember what it was? But remember that like they had just put some bombs in uh, garbage pails. Oh yeah, that. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why maybe that was that sort of thing going on. I don't. I mean, entirely possible. Yeah. It didn't look like the searches were too thorough, though. Right. Right. If you didn't stop the detector, there were no pat downs. Right. I was able to just put my wallet cell phone and possessions from my pocket on a table no one even paid a bit of attention to him mm-hmm. so bare minimum i could have had a blade attached to one of those things <laughs> and you know jumped the red carpet and dealt with i mean there was a lot of lapd there i definitely would have been shot not that i would i'm not talking about me personally but someone hypothetically a person have. Could have caused some serious trouble. There was a lot of LAPD there, so it would have just been really messy really fast. But with that many you know, civilians crowding around the gates, I don't know if the police would have opened fire. Well, it is LAPD. Yeah. So props. This is just where my mind goes. My mind goes to you know poking holes in hypothetical holes in... It's oh, just, I know it. I it's know. just problem solving. I know. I like problem it's, solving. It's one of your favorite things to do is to just poke holes and things. 
can't help it. It's where my mind goes. <laughs> In more but, ways um, than one. Psh- yeah, every Thursday, folks. <laughs> every Thursday at noon, if you didn't know for some reason. Would you like some more whiskey now? Yes, Matt would like more whiskey. <laughs> okay, okay. I like when we have the ones that have corks. Okay, okay. So, no, down- don't do it. I won't. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Victor, what beer number are you on? I am finishing up on two, and then I have to go get more if we're going to keep going. Oh, we're going to keep going. Good. Then keep talking. I'm going to put my headphones down. So, Draven, are you buying a gun yet? Am I buying a gun yet? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have I have to, like, learn how to shoot one better, I think, before I buy one. I will totally take you shooting again. Sorry. I hit the thing. You did hit the thing. <laughs> I'll take you shooting again. Yeah? Yeah. Can we go when there's not when it's not full of like jabronis and I get all weird and anxious? Because yeah. that'd be cool. I'd like that. Yeah. I'm sure like middle of the day, like on a Monday. Yeah. Probably pretty dead at the range. I actually need to go shoot soon to qualify for the state and all that fun shit. Okay, so let's go soon. Well, if you're gonna be out bed at a reasonable hour tomorrow, we'll probably go tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm doing anything tomorrow. I might be hanging out with stuff at some point, but yeah. Cool. I don't know. I got to text her and find out. Yeah, now I got to go get my, you know, waste of your qualification on. Mm-hmm. Do you have to, like, go to a, do they do that, like, at gun ranges, or do yeah. you have to, like... Well, the range I go to does do it. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know if it was, like... Like a certain place you have to, like a there's like a weird gun DMV or something. <laughs> the gun DMV that'd be rad. You know, like... I don't think that'd be in California, <laughs> but that would be rad. <laughs> Florida should have a gun DMV. Yeah, they probably or Texas. Do. When Texas like secedes and becomes their own fucking country, there's totally gonna be a gun DMV. You mean when Texas becomes part of Mexico? Whatever the fuck they're gonna do, I don't know. They got mad plans up their sleeves. I think they have mad ideas. I don't think they have plans. Yeah, they got a lot of ideas off up their cutoff sleeves. <laughs> Victor, are you a firearm owner? You know, I'm not. And when I moved to Florida, I realized how fucking crazy it is. Well, it's not that crazy. Coming from New York, how many people here have guns? Dude, every terrible news story starts with Florida man no no it's not terrible it's every crazy you know every somewhat could kind of be crazy news story it's always Florida it's always a guy drive through the Wendy's drive through and through an alligator head it's you know that every every single zombie or bath salts it's always from Florida I was I was in Miami when the bath salt thing happened I oh was were down you there at the time. Like, damn that's I'm glad I have guns with me they <laughs> actually they have that show on ID now that's called truth stranger than florida because it's just all the weird shit that happens it's the humidity the humidity makes people crazy i don't know it gets really humid in baltimore not that humid yeah it doesn't get you're right Uh, my theory was because you know like i said all these crazy stories my theory is is there's a bunch of people like me where i moved from new york and i'm here you get just a bunch of people from around the u.s all in one spot and there's just like a, 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 it's just like a melting pot of sorts. I don't know. Like I know there's a lot of transplants out there in in Los Angeles, California, but 
I don't. I don't. Well, Miami is definitely more of a melting pot than, say, LA. LA does have people from all over the country, right? But Miami has people from all over the world, right? Right. A lot of people from Latin America end up. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's- so we have a lot of Latin cultures on top of weird U.S. cultures, and just Florida rednecks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. As I heard the old expression when I was down there, you have to go north to be in the south in Florida. Yes, that's, oh, that's shit. for You're sure. You're right. That's like that. This <laughs> is such a terrible thing to reference. But like in uh, Reno 911 Miami, when they, there was like a gator in that dude's pool and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I legit had a coworker tell me when I was down there, hey man. This is Cuba. You guys just forgot to take the flag. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Miami's fucking wild. It is just a crazy melting pot. I don't I imagine you have some form of this out there where basic I guess I guess the equivalent is like everyone in LA is a producer or whatever, but everyone in Miami is a DJ and a doc or or a doctor. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure some of them are both. Uh, they're both, but they're neither. Neither of them are "quote unquote" legit a doctor or a DJ. It's just everyone. Is that you where run that into. kid was from? Which that, kid? Like, Sixteen-year-old kid that was like trying to be. He was like telling people he was a fucking doctor, but he was like just like some sixteen-year-old kid. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I am imagining that's a great way to get laid in Miami. It's like, hey, I'm a doctor. I can fix your tits. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it worked for. Um, you know, a lot of dudes, I'm sure. So, well, it's but, it's, but it's the same. You know, everyone out here is like an actor. Comedian, That's what I'm saying. Or, it's something everywhere. Yeah. But being an actor doesn't be like, hey, let me see your tits. I can fix those for you. Well, it's no. It's usually just I'm an actor. You didn't see me on this fucking show last week. Let me see your tits. I don't know. I feel like it's much more convincing to be like, hey, girl, let me see what work I can do on you. Yeah, but what if you don't want implants and then you're like, ah? It's Miami. Everyone wants implants. Everyone. I don't know. The women down there are fucking insane. A lot of the Cuban women are built like cartoons. Just big tits, <laughs> tiny waist, big ass, and wearing dresses that should be on set. I'm just saying. <laughs> like porn set, it doesn't not- No, no, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that every single woman in fucking Miami wants fake tits. Nope, every single one. <laughs> it was the first place I ever went that had plastic surgery ads on daytime television. <laughs> yep, yep, that's Miami. Yeah, it's unreal. And the women, seriously, I was at the Dolphin Mall and see chicks roll out in shit that I had only seen on set, like the miniskirt with the holes cut out on the sides. Mm-hmm. These girls are rolling to the mall in it. Okay, that's not something you see out here. Because I mean, it's just different out here. But it doesn't. I'm just saying, like blanket statements are dangerous, man. I live danger. Well, <laughs> you live some type of way. I'm gonna drink more. Get more ahead. dangerously yeah 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 well if we've offended our miami fan base let us know we probably don't have a miami fan base he probably does we do not well hopefully we'll tap into victor's miami fan base and they'll become our <laughs> miami fan base <laughs> so do you hand out business cards for your show as you do the funeral directing like oh so- my fucking god slayer <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, there's never a wrong time to promote yourself. Yeah, man. No, uh, all press is good press, right? Exactly. I'm so sorry about Uncle Bill. 
hey, have you heard my podcast? I've thought about it. I'm not going to lie. Maybe See? I shouldn't be safe. I've thought, no, just like where, where if, if I'm, how do I say? If there's a certain, certain like family I connect with, I would want to let them, you know, listen to it because I try to be informative, you know. Um, I've thought about it, but there's no, there's no right way to go about it, you know. But yeah, I know they'd be interested. But it's just there's no right way to be like, I'm sorry for your loss. Can I send you a link? You know. You can just put the URL on the back of the flyer you <laughs> hand out at the funeral. You should see the look Draven's giving me right now. I'm not even looking at you. Audio format, Draven Star. Audio format. Um, no, that's what I'm just saying. I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> I, I have ideas. Yeah. Yeah, we're aware. They're not all bad. Okay, maybe not all of them, but... I'm not like saying he puts the URL on the casket. Oh, my... Ugh. I hate you so much sometimes. This funeral was brought to you by Digging Six Feet Under. So, Victor, what is your... Actually, speaking of Digging Six Feet Under, what is your plan for the show when you run out of episodes of Six Feet Under? Since it's no longer being produced. Yeah, you know what? It's <laughs> you're the first person to ask me that, even out of my friends. It's part of me, you know, I just did I just recorded an episode and I had my coworker on who she's the one who actually came up with the name digging. And so I fucking love television and that's what kind of wanted me to start it. But my idea is if I get enough popularity, which, you know, who's to determine what popularity is, but think about Six Feet Under, I could like talk about it because I'm a funeral director, so I could talk about stuff that goes on. Uh, why someone would want to listen to me if I'm talking about The Wire or Boardwalk Empire or anything like that, you know? I would like to try and do other podcasts just talking about, you know, covering shows, but if I'm being truthfully honest, you know, my podcast life dies with the show. Why would you want to listen to me, right? Don't say that. I mean, we wanted to have you on the show because you're interesting. <laughs> right, right. But if I was, I mean, doing you the- could do like a ask a funeral director kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, you know what's funny about there's so much out there in that. That. Oh really? Yeah, there's so much, and there's there's actually a girl out there. She does um, what is she does Undertaking L.A. and she's like really huge in that. Like ask a funeral director. Mm. That's why I kind of mixed the show with it. Oh, okay, because that makes sense. The, the show is sort of pop, has like a, a cult following, if I would say yeah. that. Yeah, it super does. So that's kind of like I'm using that as a vehicle to kind of inform, you know. And it's funny, I've got a, I've gotten a few questions, just people asking. And, you know, each episode presents something where it's, oh, I didn't know this about whatever, funerals or, or embalming or whatever. So sort of creates a vehicle for that. Where I could go with that on another podcast, I don't know. But I love podcasts, so if I just get to do the entire Six Feet Under run, I'm cool with that, you know? Yeah. It's very cool. Well, I definitely would not encourage you to give up podcasting after the run. Yeah, it's a a solid point. It's just, I don't know. I listen to podcasts sometimes, and it's just like... I don't know. I guess there's no such thing as as a bad podcast. Oh, there is. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I always try to be nice. Uh, yeah, so I just feel like if I went outside of my realm in that, I feel like that's where I would end up, you know? 
But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I you're putting out a show weekly at this point? Yeah, I'm weekly at this point. I'm deciding what I'm gonna do once I get end season one. But yeah, I'm uh, weekly. I would stick, we're sticking with weekly for the time being. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really doing current events and stuff like that, I don't feel there's any need to go beyond that. Yeah. Unless, unless you have an audience that is demanding more content from you. We had some friends that were doing a show, and they were putting out content three episodes a week, and then they burnt out and quit. I could not believe they were putting out that much content. Yeah, it blew our minds. It's a really. lot. It's a lot. What, was it something particular? Because, I mean, a radio, a radio show is five days a week, X amount of hours. But I guess a, a, a podcast on a certain content specifically, yeah, that could burn you the hell out. Well, well then it, a lot of it, it relied on guests mostly. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard. Yeah, they, were, they were an interview show. And on top of it, they weren't generating revenue for that. Yeah. So well, that's, yeah. If you're on radio, you're being paid to be there. It's a lot yeah. easier to do this five, six days a week. If it's your, you know, what's paying the bills. If you're trying to get to the point where this is paying the bills, you, you know, there's a lot to go into it for just taking your free time while you work another job. Yeah. Believe me, if you want to send us some sponsorship money out there, folks, you will hear a lot more of us. Yep. That's is true. I will walk away from my day job like it's going out of style. He'll run. People run. Uh, yeah, well, I may still attend porn conventions. Maybe at that. Maybe. Porn conventions are fun. Yeah. Sometimes. The the after the convention day is fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's work during the day. At night, it's you know party time. Exactly. So, are there funeral directory conventions? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? Yes. Uh, we had one recently in Orlando and people from all over United States, we had some people from Canada, well, people, funeral directors from Canada and, and, uh, and, uh, United Kingdom. Wow. You just, you just kind of get together and just, I mean, for the most part, to be honest, you just kind of get together and just talk about shit, but they try, you know, it's, how do I say? You know, it's been like 20 years of how to use the internet to the advantage of your business. You know, um, funeral industry has been around so long. Um, you would think we all sit there talking about dead bodies and stuff, but it's it's a lot of boring business stuff, you know. Well, the, the t- more trade shows for us are a lot of the same thing. Some well, are- that was going to be my question is like, what is something someone would wouldn't know how do i say this what is something we wouldn't know about those kind of trade shows uh well there i mean there's panels everywhere from like um you know how to use sex toys to you know by yourself and with a partner you know um ways to you know do and be more comfortable with like anal sex you know they have like ask a porn star things you know evan stone does a a thing that's like you know do you do you want to be a porn star and then he like kind of gives like the pros and the cons of like being a male performer and yeah what else well and on the more 
like during AEE, the more yeah, the serious ones are stuff like current laws on document storage, mm-hmm. current you know reporting guidelines for the federal government. Yeah, you know proper data techniques. There's a lot of the legalese and business seminars that happen on the purely trade side that it would be of no interest to any fans. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like various serious business things that happen. Well, I mean, those are usually during the more of the trade part so the fan part but yeah yeah the, the i remember going to one to one of the trade ones in 2010 hearing stories about they were doing a legal panel and one of the audience members asked i have a gay performer who is hiv positive who's threatening to sue me for discrimination for being hiv positive because i won't let him work damn this is the kind of shit that comes up. But who in their right mind is going to let someone who knows they're HIV positive perform? But technically, you can't discriminate against someone yeah. because of their HIV status in a workplace. It's yeah, there's a lot of weird wow, shit. Wow, I never even thought about that. That's there, where that's where discrimination would play. Wow. Well, there's a lot of the laws are not geared towards the industry. Yeah, of course. You can't legally do it anywhere besides California and New Hampshire. And either on both sides, both those states don't have a lot of laws that address the unique situations to the industry. Let's stop like that. But at the same time, it's also like they're not, I mean, no one who, no one is technically like an employee, I think, unless you're like a contract star or something. But even then, I think you're still filling out like a W-9 as like an independent contractor. That would be for the courts to decide, though, if, say, this studio was previously employing this person on the regular. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so shit gets dicey and weird. It gets very dicey and weird. And unfortunately, the only laws that we ever see come across the books are stuff to discriminate against the industry instead of helping it. Exactly. Sorry, I got serious there for a moment. Well, if I could say that for one second, because I think when me and Matt first started talking, it was probably... Wow, more than a more than a month or so ago, and my I remember I had a question, and it was that Prop sixty thing. Who is mm-hmm. that going to benefit? Like I understand, all I heard was this side of it. Who was on the benefiting side of it? Like it made no sense to me. As some, I didn't never research it or anything. But who was that supposed to benefit? The president of the HF. Yeah, because he got a government position out of it for life. So it was completely self, but that was to one person. It was self-serving. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. His foundation is the only people who put any money into it. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just—it seems so one-sided when I heard about it. It and really it, was. What is the thing about California is if you get enough signatures, you can get anything on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Can so I? So what they were doing is they were uh-huh. going to like suburban areas of because this was like a California-wide thing. Yeah. So they were like. Sending people out to like suburban areas and stuff, like to like in front of Walmarts, you know, with these oh, mothers Jesus. and children and stuff. Like, oh, do you want to help these poor porn girls and you know these poor people in porn that they're just you know they're just catching diseases left and right and you know we just we're trying to help them. And then people would hear that and sign it, you know, right off the bat, not realizing how dangerous and one-sided and shady that. Uh, measure actually was 
do yeah, you know do you know what like the final like do you know what the vote count was like i don't know what what the numbers like it was like 60 40 it was it was holy close. shit oh yeah <laughs> yeah it was really fucking close because all people hear is protect these poor porn girls that are obviously being abused that don't yeah. make right, their, right. that aren't consenting adults and don't make their own decisions on what they're doing yeah even though you have to be 18 years old and sober on a porn set hmm. and th- know, that would that's why i don't go on set often Mm-mm. And that would have just well, wrecked you know. the industry, right? Like, sorry, total. that would have just wrecked everything. Like, oh yeah, we would have everyone. It would have had. It would have ran porn out of California. It would have ran porn out, out of California, California and set precedent for other states to pass on their laws. Yeah, which is extraordinarily dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I called it. If it had passed, there would have been some law, law firms that were just going to start suing producers. Because there was a finder's fee for getting violations. Yep. Well, see, that's why I thought your question was going to... Well, my answer was going to go is that who benefits? It would be fucking lawyers. I mean, I guess besides the, the whoever his name was was trying to pass the rule, but that's a goldmine for lawyers, cause, right? I mean, well, yeah. well, it's lawyers and, and anyone, any single person that would, like, sue. Certainly, <laughs> but it would be much more of a goldmine for lawyers because they don't have to pay a lawyer to file... Everything and follow up with it. Well, yeah, but the fact of the matter is, it's anyone. You know, like if your fucking homie's a lawyer. Yeah, I have homies that are lawyers. I know. They would have. Carl would have never done that. No, Carl. Carl would have never done that. Draven does not want to have to murder Carl. Carl doesn't. No, I love Carl way too much to like hit him square in that beautifully sculpted face. He's got such a good jawline, and I would just have to wreck it. You know he's recovering from surgery right now. Oh my god, is he really? Did someone wreck his face? No. Oh, uh, well that's good. He, he popped a hernia. Oh, poor Bean. I'll have to send him that Weird Al song. So any weird hookups at the funeral director's convention? Oh yeah, does what, does what happen at the funeral director's convention stay at the funeral director's convention? I've never, because I was always young... So I was sort of always the young person at these things. Even when you go for like, uh, you have to do like CEU credits, like, you know, continuing education. You mm-hmm. just have to just go and hear about whatever. I was never part of it because I was always too young. I was outside the crowd. Um, I've heard stories, but I have nothing entertaining for you on that end. Like I've heard stories. Are they good stories? No, no, nothing, ah. nothing, nothing crazier. I mean, listen, if I was to be honest about my profession, if you like take out the embalming part, while I understand taking out the embalming part is a big thing. If you take that out, we're glorified like paper pushers because we're just filing permits and, and, you know, filing death certificates. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our industry is a lot of office, you know, <laughs> normal office stuff. So yeah. paper pushers fuck. That's how they all got here. <laughs> right, right. Um, but there's nothing, you know, there's nothing interesting on that end. I got nothing. I feel like it. the, the you know, repressed paper pushers that are surrounded by death all all day were like, we need to celebrate life. Let's fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, like after a funeral, everybody bones. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. Have you caught a lot of people boning like in the closet? In the closet. Or like downstairs where you guys are trying to think if I've, to talk. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever caught I've never even caught anything close. I'm trying to think of the closest thing I've 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 caught. They're just slick. He just hasn't caught them. <sighs> yeah, they're just too good. I haven't caught them. They're just too good. <laughs> 
I haven't. I have. I got nothing on that end. Yeah, I'm letting you down. I'm about to make something up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nothing on that end. Uh, ever made a pass at a hot widow? Oh. Like um, Will Ferrell in that movie. Um, <laughs> what a crashers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, you know, because you, you you really you're towing. I mean, I'm lying if I didn't say I wouldn't. I didn't find people attractive. People are people, and just because they're at their, you know, um, just because they're all sad and depressed. And well, I mean, you know, you're not. You don't find them attractive if they're sobbing hysterical. But you know, someone's into it. People are. Well, people. there's plenty of people into it, but not. I've gotten hit on. I've oh yeah. Hit, I've gotten hit on, and. Were they just trying to get a better price on the casket, or were they legit about it? I mean, they did get a better price on the casket because. Hey! <laughs> um, no, I, it, it was never anything. It was, you know, I don't know. They hit on you, and it's it's whatever, and they're just whatever they're going through. Um, it was nothing serious, you know. But well, I, you could be a full service funeral parlor. You know, take care of their needs too. Full service, exactly. I here's the thing though, I'm a man, and I imagine women funeral directors get it a lot more. Obviously, you know. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it as much as. Just no, I mean, my coworker, the one I just recorded a podcast with. I'm sure she gets it a hell of a lot more than I do. Yeah. But. Driven, when you, you know, I know you talked about getting into this line of work later on in life. Yeah, but I don't think that I could actually, I don't know, like, unless attitudes uh, change about, you know, like, the uh, knee-jerk reaction to seeing someone with, like, stretched ears and a lot of tattoos changes, I think that I could really do just, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff and like trimming the hedges and maybe working with the bodies but i don't know if like i'm saying if you start full service funeral parlor you could totally do that <laughs> well maybe but oh my god <laughs> legally you probably could set it up in like rural nevada brothel funeral home oh well you know, yeah, you know what's yeah, funny we're good. not we're not that far from that the way the way the industry is again maybe what he's saying is a little bit but i mean what are we in 2016 i i bet you in at some point in time there's gonna be something like that not with the dead people um well no obviously you wouldn't bang the dead people you right but i'm saying but elsewise i'm telling you like it might be like crazy what i'm saying you're not that far and when i say not that far like 100 years give or take yeah Fuck that. I'm doing it in my lifetime. Draven, that's our next project. We're opening up a brothel funeral parlor. Okay. So I get to be the madam and... Oh, you get to do everything. I'm just the brain behind this operation. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I have no skills that lend themselves... I mean, I guess I could probably sell a casket. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely you know, sell you, but I, I don't think you want me pimping no, you. No, I can That'd sell myself weird. pretty well. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm just trying I've, to help. I've been, I've been slanging this pussy for many moons now. <laughs> Seriously, if you just put that like into rump an hour outside of Vegas, yeah, you would probably make a killing. Probably. We have really good ideas that you keep saying on the podcast for other people to steal. If someone opens up a trademarked, prof- right, Carl, <laughs> get on that shit. 
We owe Carl so much money. Did we just pay for his surgery? Yeah, we probably did. <laughs> we probably ended up paying for his surgery on retainer. <laughs> if it, it, Victor, if you're in an area where prostitution's legal, like rural Nevada, do you think you could get away with running a brothel in a funeral home under the same roof? Does the public know? Yeah. We're talking about an area where there's a legal brothel. It's going to be goth mecca. Is it like same building? Well, it would be like it'd be like a compound. Sell me yeah. it. Sell me it, and I'll tell you. Sell okay, so we're on the bottom where, bro- where brothels are legal. Okay, you have an area where it's a funeral home, but it's full service. You know, you come there for the funeral. Two wait, separate wait. entrances. Slow, slow down. You're you're breaking up on audio. I, I need to hear this this pitch. Two separate entrances with an office. Hold on. In hold the on. Hold on. Hold on. It's. It looks. It needs to like fight through the audio. Oh no. Okay. Okay. You there? Yeah, we're yeah. here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I could us? hear. I could hear it going through everything. It's going through. It's like. Going through it. Hold on. Hold on. No worries. Okay, I could hear you now. Awesome. All right, we're going. All right. Pitch me the brothel funeral home, please. So that's go ahead. You have the brothel funeral home, rural Nevada, where brothels are legal. You have a legal brothel, a legal funeral home. Your dearly departed is taken care of by the funeral home, and everyone attending the wake has the opportunity to be fully serviced by the rest of the staff, assuming they're of age, of course. But it has to be two separate entrances, like with like. Like I don't know, like, kind of like this is this is, is like six 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 and this is like six six nine or some shit, and <laughs> then you know, um, and then there's the fucking office in the middle that just takes care of both of them. Yeah, well, and you can do packages like, okay, we'll sell you this coffin and this, you know, the service, and then how many guests, how many male guests do you have over eighteen? Well. For this much, we'll throw in this many hours with the girls. Maybe. I don't know. That might get a little weird. With I don't know. We'll have to figure that part out. This is down the road. You have to get all the bad ideas out of the way so you can get to the good ones. See? You would You would have to be all-encompassing. Um, how do I... They would have to almost be a part of it. Yeah, no, it completely would be. You know, so there wouldn't be two which ways you go in when you walk inside. One would go; it would just be all one. Well, it could have a like this, like a like a main entrance, and then like you can go off to one side oh, or the oh, other oh. side. So, from the wake, the girls walk into the wake and lead you out by the hand to the room. I think that's where it gets a little dicey, unless. They're wearing like very nice. Yeah, no, no. Wear. They would yeah. totally be dressed like yeah. very like hot librarian. Okay. Okay. Couldn't you say that? like you're just horribly sad and Ooh, yeah, no, and then everybody has like like the bun with like the stick and then they shake their hair out when they get to the room. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't that be comforting? You're at your know, grandpa's funeral and you're sitting there just bummed out and a hot girl sits down and like, hey, come with me. And she takes you off to a private room like, so would you like to bang? Yeah. Or however legal prostitutes sell it. 
Yeah, you know, I, don't really know. I think they say, "Do you want to have a party?" Let's party. I, think that's I, I, I didn't even think they're that quiet because I know. Like, no, no, that's no, that's what. Yeah, I know the ranches just outside of Vegas have menus. So, yeah, but not all of them. Like if you're like if you're like the Love Ranch or something, the girls usually say like, "Let's have a party," or like book a party today. I've never been to a brothel. So. I just know I know girls that have worked at brothels. So. I should ask Richard Hunter next time I see him because he works for Dennis Off. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, him. Victor, do you think this idea could work? Well, you know what I'm thinking is you ever hear about how kind of when older people uh, people get older and it, they almost sort of – they're attending so many funerals because their friends are dying and kind of in the same way how when someone starts getting famous, people start popping up out of nowhere. I mean the first person that dies and goes to this funeral home Anyone who even knew Mike Smith <laughs> would be showing up. No, it would just be. I think I know Mike Smith. I'm gonna go to the funeral. You know so what I'm maybe, saying? So maybe maybe the the people like included with the package, like the choice nugs, like the close family members that are. Like, yeah, you choose needed. who the girls approach. Yeah, they get like wristbands or something. Wristbands are kind of tacky at a funeral, like a corsage. Well, something. Yeah, something. You know, some type of some bullshit. Or what? Well, it's not a corsage for a dude. What the? It's a boutonniere. Yeah, a boutonniere, like. We'll put a boutonniere on you if you know, the girls are supposed to approach you. Yeah, but it's got to be like a specific boutonniere. Well, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, the girls are going to be like, that guy? Yeah. You don't want to do all that. But I think we could definitely help some grieving families. I agree. I'm with it. I'm with it. It would be the best funeral you've ever attended. Probably the most expensive, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. But hey. Hey. Yeah. Free rides from Las Vegas airport? You'd have to have a shuttle. Yes. To, to area hotels. <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely hotels out in Pahrump. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Pick you up at McCarran, drive your whole party out to Pahrump. Destination funerals. We're starting it. Destination funerals. <laughs> Draven has to step away from the mic for a moment. Uh-huh. But yeah, we start Ooh. dust. Could you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, we're, I think it could be a thing. I mean, there's something there. It might not be as exact as what we're saying, but there's something there. Um, the industry is trying to appeal to anyone in any which way, so... Sex sells. Sex always sells. <laughs> it's true. Don't now. Don't go to the next convention and pitch my idea. <laughs> no. Or if you do, I it's at least want to cut. It's a us thing. Yeah. We at least need a cut if you sell it. No, no. <laughs> I want to be part of it. I don't want to sell it. Fair enough. Oh, that might be a little rough on the girls, though. That'd be kind of depressing that you're working a funeral every day. Yeah. Hey, no one's forcing them to stay there. Yeah. No one's forcing them into a life of prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when the alcohol starts flowing. I, I start getting ideas. It's true. He's had lots of ideas on the show. 
that if you know our listeners were a little more motivated than me, could up and steal right from under us. Then they would face the wrath of Carl. I was like, is that the Carl trademark? Boom, motherfucker. Yeah, no, definitely trademarking full service funeral. Because it even has a good ring to it. Yeah, it does. Full service is definitely a nice ring to it. You could come up, and if you actually developed a you know a sexual menu, just you know. No, no, there wouldn't be a menu. Oh, like not. But I want funeral puns with the, the menu. No. Fine. No. They can't all be winners. Yeah. Hey, if we get a good victory, <laughs> how do you like Vegas? <laughs> hey, if you're paying me more than I'm getting here, yeah, I'm in. I'll be head funeral director. Hey. Hey-o. We just have to deal with a bunch of prostitutes, too, so. It might be hazard pay. Yeah. yeah so it's definitely not as uh, exciting as it might sound. It, sometimes it's exciting, sometimes it's not. It's, But it, I feel it's exciting in ways you weren't expecting. Yeah. Not, oh, I get to bang a lot of girls exciting. Like, holy shit, I have a bunch of girls living in a brothel that are, might not all get along all the time. <laughs> it's true. <coughs> Draven, imagine a strip club locker room. <coughs> imagine a strip club locker room where you all live there. I've seen it and I've uh I've like I've heard horror stories and stuff like girls whenever they leave their rooms like they have to uh leave like their webcams on like um on their laptops and stuff and girls have like come in and like stolen from them and they've like caught her on camera. Oh that's some shit. That's yeah, some dude. absolute shit. Yeah. Damn. But we should definitely look into that, see if Nevada would uh, license it. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I think we should absolutely look into that. I totally had another question for Victor, and I spaced on it. (coughs) It's because I'm having, like, a coughing fit out of nowhere. (coughs) It's all the ganja. No. I I didn't... There was no bong noise. In post, there will be. Oh, don't do it. Come on. <laughs> okay, well, if you add that, it's totally believable. Yeah, do that. That's exactly what a bong sounds like. It's not? No, it is. That's why I'm saying do that. Yeah. Yep. Victor, I think she's fucking with me. She is. Hmm. But it is going to be about that time. It All right. Is. So we're going to wrap it. Victor, where can we find you on all you know, the show, your social media, all that fun shit? Yeah. I am on iTunes and SoundCloud under Digging Six Feet Under. You can tweet at me at Digging Podcast. Uh, we just started our Facebook at Digging Six Feet Under. And I sort of, as for the moment, I'm sort of making my my home base on reddit i just kind of post them in different 
whatever anything surrounding death or mortuary science or embalming or anything i try to post my podcast on there so you could find me on there and as always you could email me at digging six feet under at gmail.com and i always encourage questions if you have any questions regarding anything i like to be informative it makes me sound a lot smarter and i like informing people awesome that's awesome Well, Bro, you do it. <laughs> Draven's dying at the moment, folks. Sorry. So we may need a new co-host after this episode because apparently Draven's uh, going to need Victor's services in a moment. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. God. Victor, can we get a good deal on the casket? <laughs> yeah, we can get a nice uh, discount and a podcast If discount. you get here quick enough, you can bone me while I'm still warm. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be dead. Allegedly. Oh, I'm doing I... the boning, not me being dead. Okay. Well... <laughs> I, I'd hope you wouldn't involve me while you're still alive. I That's no, nope. Okay, just skate over it. Do the thing. I totally missed the joke. You, yes, you did. God damn it! God damn it! As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at at Two Eighty Eight Podcast on all social media. Also, be sure to check us out on Laughable, available in the iTunes App Store. Or Google it. It's the first thing that comes up as laughable. It allows you to find all your favorite comedians on any podcast appearance they have ever made. It's fucking rad. We are so happy to be part of it. And before we get the fuck out of here, Draven's still alive. Where the fuck can we find you, girl? Uh, you can find me on all social media networks as at the Doom Doll, and you can check out my dirty movies on DravenStar.ManyVids.com, and. Uh, don't forget, if you will be in Vegas after the Avian Awards, I'll be feature dancing at The Hustler on the Strip with Joanna Angel and Amber Ivy. So come check that out. And until next time, stay filthy. Y'all.